0: This week on MouseFlix, Marvel mixes things up. We see more of The Good Dinosaur and ABC families Going Freeform. So silence your cell phones and settle in. You're listening to Episode 11 of the MouseFlix Podcast. MouseFlix is a fan-produced podcast dedicated to Disney film and entertainment. Lend us your ears for news, reviews, and commentary on the film house of Mouse. MouseFlix is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Pictures, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, or their partners and subsidiaries. All opinions expressed via MouseFlix Media are solely those of the podcasters and do not represent the views of any other individual or entity. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to MouseFlix. I'm Kristen DiBiase. I told you a few weeks ago about a service that I use called The Skim. I get a newsletter every morning at about 6 a.m. that takes me less than five minutes to read. It gives me all the information I need to know about what's going on in the world, and it's pretty funny, too, at the same time. Think it sounds like something you might want to try? Check out the links on the show page, and you'll see where to go. So, let's talk Mickey and the movies. Oh, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's time for News Nibbles. Delicious! We'll put links to some of the information in these stories in the show notes, which you can find on the website at www.mouseflix.com. There's quite the buzz going around Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige and the gang just announced some big news. Phase 3 of the cinematic universe is getting a shake-up. No doubt because of the film's huge success this summer, Ant-Man is getting a sequel faster than we expected. Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly are returning in their roles as Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne on July 6, 2018 in Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp. We already knew something was going to happen when we saw Hope being set up as the new Wasp at the end of Ant-Man, but nobody thought it would be this soon. After Ant-Man earned $409 million worldwide, though, it looks like Marvel thinks our pair of insect friends are worth doing a little rearranging. Ant Man's Second Adventure is causing a couple of other films to shift their dates. Marvel's Black Panther, which had the release date that Ant Man has now taken, will be moved up to February 16, 2018, and Marvel's Captain Marvel is being bumped down to March 8, 2019. The remaining Phase 3 films include Captain America Civil War on May 6, 2016, Doctor Strange on November 4, 2016, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 2 on May 5, 2017, The Spider-Man film that has no name on July 28th, 2017, Thor Ragnarok on November 3rd, 2017, Avengers Infinity War Part 1 on May 4th, 2018, and Avengers Infinity War Part 2 on May 3rd, 2019. Don't worry about trying to remember them all, they'll all be in the show notes. If that weren't enough, Marvel has also announced dates in 2020 for three of its Phase 4 films, May 1st. July 10th and November 6th. No corresponding properties have been announced at this time. One film we thought we'd see, but just might not, is Inhumans. It was on the Marvel schedule for release on July 12th, 2019, but rumors out of New York Comic Con are swirling that it might be dropped completely. There's always been a question about where and how exactly the Inhumans would fit among the rest of the cinematic universe properties, particularly in light of its importance to the storyline in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the TV side of Marvel. Is this a backyard brawl between Kevin Feige and Marvel's CEO, his former boss, Ike Perlmutter? Ooh. There aren't many details to report, but sources are saying that English actress Gugu Mbatha-Ra has been cast as a female lead in Star Wars Episode Eight. The actress is most well-known for her role as Dido Elizabeth Bell, but was also recently in the movie Beyond the Lights. This Christmas, she'll star opposite Will Smith in the NFL film Concussion. Disney has found its Moana. Fourteen-year-old Auli Prevalho, a native Hawaiian, has been chosen to voice the character of the Polynesian Disney princess. Moana is the tale of a teenage Pacific Islander who sets sail to prove her worth as a wayfarer, and complete her ancestor's unfinished quest of discovery. Along the way, she encounters a once great, but now not so great, demigod, Maui, voiced by Dwayne Johnson, and the pair travel the open ocean together in search of adventure. Moana opens Thanksgiving 2016. If you thought Marvel had a lot of juggling going on, Pixar is bouncing things around, too. Toy Story 4 was expected to be in theaters on June 16th of 2017, but thanks to all of Disney's properties playing Twister, it's been bumped back to June 15, 2018. Boo. But don't be sad quite yet. Pixar isn't leaving us empty-handed. They've announced that Cars 3 will take that empty spot. Yay! That said, we're basically going to be waiting for years before we see The Incredibles 2. It won't be in theaters until 2019. Boo. And that, friends, is that. And now, our feature presentation. Vulture has reported that Disney is changing ABC Family's name to a network called Freeform. The name change will go into effect at the start of 2016. The renovation is part of a wholesale revamp of the channel's brand. ABC Family was one of the first cable channels to target millennials, and two of their biggest hits in that demographic are the show's Pretty Little Liars and The Fosters, which will stay and be joined by even more original programming. The programming will still appeal to millennials, but the target audience for Freeform is actually a group that ABC is calling Becomers, which is a demo that includes younger millennials and high schoolers who are more fluid in spirit and are embarking on adventurous times in their lives. A press release describes the group as, "...navigating the wonderful, fun, exciting, and scary time in life when you experience the most firsts—first car, first apartment, first job, first love, first heartbreak— all the first that exist between who they are and who they want to become. Regardless of what the new name is, this was a long time coming. They're actually finally wiggling free. They've been trying to do it for years. When Disney bought the network in 2001, it was called the Family Channel, the Family Channel had existing contracts with advertisers and content providers who had significant amounts of money invested and who were staunchly opposed to non-family-friendly programming, especially one group in particular, the Christian Broadcasting Network. You may know them better as the people who produce the spiritual family values show, The 700 Club. I'm pretty sure that show was already on TV before I was born, and it's still around. It's like that really old person who has a birthday or dies or something and you see it trending on Twitter and you're like, For reals? I thought that dude was dead already. Huh. I wonder if this is a lie. And then you go Google it and then go back to whatever it was you were doing before. Anyway, the show's in syndication all over the U.S. And back in 2001, at the time of Disney's purchase, one of the places it happened to be on was the Family Channel. That show made big dog dollars back then. And they're still making it rain now because old people. CBN threatened to take their money and go bye bye if Disney tried to make any changes to the channel that was stray from the path, and so the buyout had all these contractual obligations tied to it. That's why the channel still sucked for a long time after Disney bought it, and for a period of time had nothing but 700 Club, Andy Griffith, both on his original show and also as Matlock, and other wholesome fare. Despite the constrictions of the buyout, Disney was able to squeak in the name change to ABC Family, and it's been incrementally trying to inch away the programming from that demographic over all the years since. Pretty Little Liars and the other, becomer targeting shows were a big push in the right direction, once TV itself became less uptight. Once those shows started to get really popular and competitive... Disney was able to get a healthy mass of advertising dollars through a combination of winning over some of the existing advertisers, getting new ones who were already on board with Disney's ideas, and non-renewing contracts with others. And now that the name of the channel seems so at odds with their programming, well, heck, sure would make sense to change the channel's name, wouldn't it? I like that they're finally going hardcore into doing what they truly want, completely unfettered, but it did not escape my notice that I am not in this new target audience. I narrowly escaped getting lumped in with millennials. I was that year on the cusp that overlaps both Gen Y and millennials, and I count myself very solidly in Gen Y. First off, I was old enough that the shows that Gen X was watching were on TV, but I was two or three years younger than the ones who were getting hooked. I know who Jordan Catalano is, but I didn't care then and I don't care now. And second, I'm too crotchety about things. You can frequently hear me complaining about these kids today and muttering about how I remember when gas was only 86 cents a gallon. Because it used to be 86 cents a gallon! But regardless of my generation, I think we're all in agreement that I am not a becomer. And so, I would just like to make a plea before things get too far down the road. <clears throat> Please, freeform, please, please, prettiest of pleases, don't get rid of my beloved holiday romances next year. It just isn't the holidays for me if I can't see things like Holiday in Handcuffs, or Twelve Dates of Christmas, or Christmas Cupid, or the Mistletones, or Santa Baby. And I do still get stuff that your advertisers sell. Everyone needs a freshly scented laundry detergent. Besides, maybe Becomers like holiday romances too? Please, for the love of all that is good, don't kill my dreams. The newest trailer for The Good Dinosaur has been released and I'm getting more and more excited about this film every time I see something about it. The latest trailer shows even more of the landscape and it introduces us to some of the main characters we will see interacting with the young dinosaur Arlo in his pet human spot, including some Tyrannosaurus Rexes and a Triceratops. And that actually brings me to just a little FYI. There won't be an episode next week. My very patient and understanding husband and I are off to celebrate our very first anniversary at the happiest place on Earth, just in time for Disneyland's Diamond 60th anniversary celebration. We'll be there just in time for when Disney Pixar begins screening sneak peeks of The Good Dinosaur, so we'll make sure to get all the dish. And we'll also say a fond farewell to Aladdin, a musical spectacular, before it gets frozen out. And that's a wrap mouseflix is a production of mouseflix media and is produced by me kristin dibiase the mouseflix podcast theme features music by jason shaw of Audionautics.com. to all of you out there in the world or the land thanks for listening if you like what we're doing you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes stitcher and podbean tell your friends yell it from the rooftops and most importantly please leave us a five-star review on itunes comments questions or suggestions email us at mouseflix at gmail.com Find us on the web at www.mouseflix.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com mouseflix, and tweet us at mouseflixcast on Twitter. We'll talk to you soon, and remember, popcorn's always better with a little pixie dust. So, we actually ran the 5k this weekend, finally. My work buddies surprised me with a race prep kit the day beforehand and it was really nice. I actually ran with the Disney Princess Sport bottle he gave me. My official pace time was 16.01, literally a single, solitary second short of my goal. But that doesn't take into account the fact that one of the route guides wasn't paying attention and directed me to the wrong side of the street, which caused me to run out of my way for at least 15 seconds. You had one job, lady, one job. This is why we can't have nice things.